Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Gonzo, also known as Super G, is in the building. And we got Andrew, aka the Cashflow King, joining us on this Monday. So I'm very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Bitcoin and altcoin pairs are flourishing right now with opportunity in the Bitcoin market. We're watching the price chart break over $50,000. We're going to discuss what this could mean for altcoins in the near future. And with the largest financial firms on the planet in the process of turning digital, we break down the details, showing you how Super Bowl 58 gave us a little glimpse into what's on the horizon for XRP. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, while we're doing introductions, I'm just going to slap this up on the screen as well because everybody who was watching the Super Bowl halftime show last night saw Usher's outfit and saw the symbology, my friend. But first of all, how are you feeling? And thanks for being here. Well, first of all, good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. Absolutely. We show up every single day. We love and appreciate you. Congratulations to all the Kansas City Chief fans. Condolences to all the 49er fans. It was a great Super Bowl. You had to be excited about that. It certainly was entertaining. Very close game. But hopefully everybody's doing well, Abs. I am too. And happy to see Gonzo. Can't wait to hop into it. Gonzo, we had an interesting conversation before the show, not only discussing the Bitcoin price chart, but what it means for the altcoins in the short term. So that's going to be some really valuable information. How are you feeling this morning? Thanks for being here. I'm doing good, man. We're getting ready to go on vacation. Shelly and I, we're going to be leaving tomorrow. So I'll be out of pocket for a week. But it was a good weekend. I got my Merlin MetaMask uh, video done uh, before the Super Bowl. Got to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, it, it, it sucked. They lost some key players. They couldn't keep Patrick Mahomes under wraps. You know, it looks like he's going to end up being one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. He's right behind Tom Brady's heels. So I know you're from Boston, but... You know, it, it just, uh, it, it sucked. You know, I grew up in San Francisco. Gonzo, it's so 11 a.m. on the East Coast. Don't get me fired up this morning. <laughs> we already got 261 yeah. live listeners here. Only jokes this morning, guys. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Andrew, we have some more serious content to get into as well. We're going to be talking about how there's a side chain being built on the XRPL to add smart contracts to the network where they're actually going to be paying validators in XRP. So we're going to hear from a developer with some really good information. How are you feeling this morning? Thanks for being here. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody here from the Netherlands, 5 p.m. here. So it's actually good afternoon here. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. I had a great weekend. Super Bowl is not so much thing here in Europe, so I'm sorry about that. But, uh, you know, I had a great weekend. I had to do wood splitting at my mother's house, so I'm a little bit sore. I had a workout, but, uh, you know, now at least we can sit at the fireplace with the whole family, and it's very, very cozy. Next to that, you know... Smart investors are continuously making money. So check it out and Andrew at andrewcashflow.com and, uh, and we go from there. Hey, looking forward to a great show, uh, guys, and uh, happy to be here. Yes, guys, and I am from Massachusetts. The live chat is asking right now, but we're going to start this show off the same way we always do by checking out the Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That is at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Go smash that follow button for updates all throughout the day. When we check out some of our daily movers today, we got green bubbles across the board, Gonzo. Cardano up 2.5%. Bitcoin is up 3%. Flare tokens up 2%. Algorand and VeChain both up about 2% on the day as well. When we check out our Merlin market update this morning, we are sitting at $1.82 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is sitting at 53% dominance. Ethereum is about 16%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at $49,852. And the question I put in the live chat today was, do you guys think that Bitcoin is going to break $50,000 this week? 
might be an easy answer. I'll have to change the question by the end of the show. But we got Ethereum sitting at 25.53. Solana is sitting at 108. XRP is trading at 53 cents and Cardano trading at 55 cents this morning. And Johnny, let's start off this episode with a little lighthearted conversation. We're not going to spend too much time on this, but think about what we saw last night because this was an interesting update that we got from Usher during the halftime show. I don't know and I don't want to play the halftime show in and of itself, but I wanted to focus on his outfit and what he had in the center of this white sweatshirt. So last night he was standing on the middle of a podium where it was it was a symbol, there was flames rising, and he was the phoenix rising from the ashes symbolically within this whole presentation. It was very clear to tell. Well, this is what I immediately thought of, and I traced it right back to this article. In 1988, The Economist published an article called Get Ready for a One World Currency, The Phoenix Will Rise from the Ashes of the Burning Fiat Currencies. We're witnessing this right now, and there's no such thing as a coincidence, Johnny, right? Just an unrecognized pattern. I think this is fairly valid to start off the episode with. We're also going to break down Joe Biden's laser eyes, but to keep it serious, what do you think about this symbology here with the phoenix rising from the ashes, as well as the corresponding fiat collapse that we're witnessing today? It certainly feels like there's a little subliminal programming going on here. We'll have to see how it all plays out at the end of the day. But, you know, we certainly have known the XRP, the XLM, the Phoenix Rising, Flip the Switch, Great Reset. All that stuff comes to mind, but we'll have to see. Who knows? Maybe the guy just likes freaking Phoenixes and we're making a big deal out of nothing. We just won't know until we get there. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, it's always exciting to be able to draw these conclusions of where we're headed. Abs. Um, but, you know, for me, yeah, that's kind of how I leave it. I don't get too hung up on these kinds of things. Uh, it's cool to kind of draw a little conclusion and then we quickly move on to to real world utility because that's all that really matters that and adoption and by the way i don't know if you saw but link is making some serious moves Adam. absolutely johnny crypto chain link is making some great moves this week and i'm not going to leave our conspiracy theorists hanging guys because i think these are valid and i love to play these thought experiments when we talk about the phoenix there's no such thing as a coincidence and guys like usher are put on a platform for a reason these are industry leaders he's not choosing his outfit he's not choosing the stage he's just performing his songs and i do think it's valid the fact that we are seeing a fiat collapse we had vladimir do the interview with tucker we're also seeing us dollar dominance collapse before our eyes so this economics article is very relevant regardless of the symbology we saw with usher but gonzo give me a little something here it, it, like is there any validity to this the fact that we got the phoenix rising symbology as well as the fiat claps happening today. There's there's no dispute about that. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think I think there is. When you, when you see some of like the A-list stars and the popular like singers, rap stars, all the stuff, there's always like that symbology and like the decoding thing, you know, Waters goes really deep into the decoding thing, but I only have so much time on my hands and I just put my time and effort into, um, in, into other things when I'm researching uh, projects, but uh, yeah, but you know, I have an open mind, so I, I pretty much believe in anything. Well, this one is less of a leap for the conspiracy theorists out there because Joe Biden tweeted out from his Twitter account right after the game last night, the laser eyes image. And it said, just like I drew it up, give me some more thoughts. We're going to get into serious content, Gonzo, but is there any validity to this one? This is a tweet from the president of the United States. He must be indicating something here. So what's your takeaway? Um, Dude, I have no idea. Maybe something to do with like Bitcoin. It's like all coming back. I, I didn't even know if that was real or not or whatever. First of all, I didn't oh, know, I don't why, why am I getting – nobody's matching my energy this morning, guys. Does, 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 does anybody think – People can get pissed off if they want, bro, but XRP is at 52 cents, right? Like I was showing you the chart. XRP Bitcoin lost its support and is absolutely being devastated right now. You are better off. People get upset if they want, but you are better off holding Bitcoin, right? writing it up and then trading into xrp when it finishes going through its cycle right at at, at all-time highs on the xrp bitcoin pair you could have gotten for one bitcoin about forty thousand xrp and if you love xrp right now you could have more than doubled that right like you're almost at a hundred thousand xrp and that's continuing to break down so it hasn't bottomed out yet so by the by the time it's all said and done it could go from like maybe 120 150 thousand XRP. And so I'm just saying like, you, 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 you sit there, like, isn't the whole point to like invest and to make good calls. Right. And look, I'm not hating on XRP. What I'm saying is that if you love XRP, you could have held Bitcoin. And then at the right time, when liquidity comes back into the market, you could have traded all that Bitcoin into XRP and gotten a shit ton of XRP. 
Agreed, guys. And that's the take that I was looking for this morning. He matched my energy. Show Gonzo some love and smash that like button because when it comes to XRP, we focus on that because a lot of our community is interested in that token and the Phoenix symbology rising, right? The Phoenix, it's not about XRP. It's about the economic collapse that we're witnessing today. And oftentimes we draw the conclusion that XRP is the solution that they're going to provide us. So we're not stating that Usher is talking about XRP by wearing a Phoenix symbol. No, he's talking about and he's symbolizing the economic collapse that we're going through. And there will be a Phoenix rise that rises from the ashes. We're drawing the correlation between Ripple. So I don't think it's that crazy, but I do think it's definitely conspiracy minded, guys. And we enjoy those conversations, right? But um, Andrew, before we move on from all this content, is there anything you take away from the Joe Biden post last night? There's no conspiracy here, right? This is just a fact. Joe Biden posted this just after the Super Bowl, just like I drew it up. Joe Biden, arms crossed, laser eyes. What's your takeaway? You know, I, I can tell you what, what we hear in, 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 in Netherlands from, from Joe Biden and the upcoming elections. And, you know, half of the people here say, oh, it will be Trump again. On the other half, they will say, yeah, it's Biden. And then you have a group of people that they say, no, maybe this, his health of Biden is maybe not so good anymore. So maybe somebody else will pop up the latest minute. So it's really interesting to see it from a distance. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. By the way, about this, uh, 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 the, the new world cryptocurrency, you pulled up that article from 1988. Guys, this is 36 years ago. 36. And then they were already talking about more or less about the collapse of the dollar. So how far are we away from the collapse of the dollar? I think the collapse of the dollar will just go with 10% per year and they will, they will keep doing that. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind. There's also a lot of fuss around it, but it's it, it was a good find. Uh, absolutely. Thank you, Cashflow. And Johnny Crypto, the people are waiting. What is your take on this Joe Biden stuff? I just got one comment. Does anybody really think Joe Biden knows how to use Twitter? Does anybody really think? <laughs> That's what I just posted. I even, even know what X is. I didn't even know. Hell no. He didn't put that up there. He didn't do it. There ain't no way. There ain't a, there ain't a, oh, I can't even say what I was going to say, but there ain't no chance he freaking did that. That's it. That's all I got to say about and that. And we do have some real content prepared, Although, guys. I, so don't worry I about do it. I think they want him to think he's the next Michael Saylor, apparently, but I don't know. That isn't going to do much to uh, to get me convinced that Biden's on board the crypto trade. I don't think he's there yet, my friend. I don't. I didn't say, remember that. My indication was not that he's on the crypto train. I asked you guys broadly, what's he indicating with this post? Because it's forget about crypto. If this was just a news channel, what would we say? This is a yeah. weird, this I is a very weird post. It makes you wonder, like, you know, is he just trying, somebody actually said in the chat, and I agree, like, is he trying to fit in? Is he trying to move in into what is the, he hired the a new intern and, and they're like, I know what it'll do. <laughs> 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 and Isn't honestly, it supposed to be Superman abs. Who knows? Right. With the laser eyes. What I agree that? with you. I agree with you guys. And this is the last Super Bowl comment we have for today. People were making memes about the Travis Kelsey information. The meme that I posted was, I was told XRP 589 by 222-2022 at David Schwartz from the XRP community. So Travis Kelsey would be the XRP community. <laughs> this would be David Schwartz in the theoretical situation. But let's get into our real content for today, Gonzo. And I want to talk about the pairing, right? Because we talk about opportunity. Where can people make money in this market? That's what I'd like to focus on for the next couple of minutes. Kevin Cage put out a phenomenal thread where he compared how did altcoins perform when Bitcoin broke all-time high. Now, we are sitting at $50,000. People know 69000 is the high for Bitcoin. But I do think in the next six to eight months, we're going to be approaching an all-time high for Bitcoin. This could be an indicator of what happens to altcoins during that time. So back in 2020, December 14th, right as the Ripple lawsuit was filed by the SEC, Bitcoin broke into new all-time highs, getting over $19,800 and quickly climbing to about $30,000 by the end of January. During that time, we saw altcoins like Cardano do a 24X, going from about uh, a fraction of a penny all the way to above $3. This is unbelievable information here. We also had XLM do a 7X. We had XRP do an 11X during that time. Ethereum notably did an 8.7X. And HBAR, because we have a lot of HBAR community members here, that did a 21X as well. So there's plenty of opportunity in the market for altcoins when Bitcoin breaks all-time high. And Gonzo, I know you were just drawing a correlation to some of the pairs before the show, but we talked about this for quite a while. This market's very simple. Money goes into Bitcoin, 
slowly moves into Ethereum and then rolls into the larger altcoins, into the smaller altcoins. And then we get into the sectors like NFTs, AI, smart contracts, and so on. This is the beginning and this is how it always plays out. One quick reminder before I kick to Johnny and Gonzo and Andrew here. The SEC was suing Ripple and we went from 70 cents to 17 cents. When Bitcoin broke its all-time high, that was at that exact same low moment for XRP. We then went to $1.90 with zero positive news. And that's what, that's what tells me that this market, it moves in waves. Liquidity comes in and it goes through these projects like a wave through the ocean. That's why I wanted to highlight this. With all of these positive catalysts we have on the horizon, Bitcoin breaking 40K, spot products entering the market. We also have rumors of XRP being leveraged overseas and in America. I don't think that's what's going to drive price this time around, Conto. I think it's going to be these waves of liquidity. So with that being said, I'd love to kick it over to you and then we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I think the reason that it did move is because liquidity was in a cycle, right? I I am a believer. It's my opinion that the the Bitcoin cycle really is just a coincidence of what Raul Paul talks about, which is the liquidity or the business cycle, right? Money coming in. I was looking at the altcoin chart this morning, and you can see that in 2019, the altcoin market bottomed out when they started. The Fed started cutting rates, right? And then we ran to all-time highs a couple of months after that, because as they dropped the rates, once the rates were at the bottom, we had free money, risk assets took off, right? And so the altcoin market took off. So I'm looking for something very similar than that. Yeah, I think it has to do with like Bitcoin, people who have profits, but really at its core, it's about the liquidity cycle and the way that runs. They have to remonetize the debt. We know something's coming, right? The bank term funding program is coming to an end in March. That's where they were backstopping all of the uh, money in the banks. That's coming to an end. Jerome Powell in his interview said, when they asked him about like the, the health of the banks, they're going to allow some banks, not national banks like JP Morgan, but they're going to allow some banks that are insolvent to go under, right? They're probably ones that are heavy into commercial real estate because we know the commercial real estate market is hurting. So it's all timing up with the Bitcoin halving and what's going on. They're going to have to remonetize the debt. So they're going to start cutting rates. And I think when that happens, right? And then the Fed rate starts to drop and liquidity enters, more liquidity enters the cycle. You're going to see the Bitcoin to altcoin pairs bottom out. They're already kind of breaking support. The Ethereum to Bitcoin pairs is kind of reaching support right now. I think on a Bitcoin run, it's going to break support and then they'll bottom out. And then that'll be the pivot that when altcoins really start to kind of run, not on their USD pairs, but on their Bitcoin pairs. And that's interesting for people to know, guys. Remember, just because a pairing is running doesn't mean the value of the token is going up. If Bitcoin is running and it's going to $50,000 and the price of another asset is staying the same, the rate is dropping on that asset. So now you can exchange. And this is what Gonzo has been explaining through the whole show. So I'm not going to waste any more time, Gonzo. I mean, Johnny, give me some of your thoughts on what Gonzo just broke down. We're entering a situation where the Fed is going to lower rates. That could increase the price of real estate, your chicken, your food. And also your crypto. So luckily for our listeners, the 465 people here, they probably own crypto assets and will benefit depending on how large their portfolio is enough to protect their family and hopefully some, some of their assets in the short term. What's some of your speculation here? Last thing I want to point out, and we don't talk politics very often, but 12 months from today, we will have a new president of the United States. It might be Joe Biden again. It might be Gavin Newsom. It might be Donald Trump. And I'm not promoting anybody. It might be Vivek, right? I got accused of being a Vivek promoter. And these are jokes here. but there will be a new front at the SEC as the U.S. president is there. These are going to try major changes when it comes to U.S. economics. So if Trump is the president, the rumor is one of the first things he's going to do, get rid of Jerome Powell and lower rates pretty quickly. That's just what I'm hearing on these political channels like Patrick Bet David and some other things of that nature that will 100% uh, affect crypto assets. So with that being said, floor is yours, Johnny Crypto. Yeah, I mean, I think there truly is the economy is in a lot of trouble. The banking system is in a lot of trouble and it's been building and building and building. And all we continue to do to try to fix the problem is, you know, raise rates or print more money. Neither one solves the issue. The, the real true answer is cutting the budget and creating a budget and Congress can't seem to do that. So the reality is Abs, we're headed for a disaster in terms of the banking system. I agree with Gonzo. They are going to let the commercial banks. Nobody wants commercial property right now. Go look on the real estate. There's tons of commercial property. There's tons of empty buildings everywhere. A lot of people work from home now. Ever since the pre, you know, after the C word, we've seen a change in the way business is done, the way the world works, the way the world operates. And that has affected us, you know, particularly the commercial real estate market dramatically. So we're going to see, we haven't seen the impact of that yet. We haven't felt that to the degree 
that it's going to come when those banks start crashing and the proper, I mean, let's face it right now, you've got a weird scenario. You've got the highest interest rates in a long time and housing is still high. It's not supposed to work that way. When rates go up, housing is supposed to drop and it hasn't really dropped to the degree that, that the rates have gone up. It hasn't fully offset yet. None of that. That's all coming. And so you're right. Diversification is the key. And it's into, you know, all different things, gold, silver, crypto, real estate, cans of tuna, you know, food, seeds, all that kind of stuff that you may laugh at. The reality is those things become really valuable, especially in dire times. So, you know, just to make sure it's a good idea to make sure you diversify everywhere. In terms of the presidency apps, you know, hard to say. We may have a new entire, you know, administration or we may get nothing. If Biden wins, nothing's going to change. I mean, maybe there's a few people here, but, you know, nothing. Don't expect much of a change if he ends up winning again. But if he doesn't, you're right. Then I think there's significant changes that could happen. But that's what we'll have to wait and see. And I think you're spot on with a couple of things, Johnny Crypto. The housing bubble like we're seeing, we've never seen before. And it could be because companies like BlackRock own more local real estate than ever. That's exactly so, right. Mic drop moment. I'm going to just go right before we kick it to cash flow here. We're going to play Jerome Powell talking about the national debt and why this is going to affect crypto investors. Here we go. How do you assess the national debt? We mostly try very hard not to comment on fiscal policy and, and uh, you know, instruct Congress on how to do their job when actually they have oversight over us. But is the national debt a danger to the economy in your view? In the long run. The U.S. is on an unsustainable fiscal path. The U.S. federal government's on an unsustainable fiscal path. And that just means that the debt is growing faster than the economy. I have the sense this worries you very much. Over the long run, of course it does. You know, we're effectively, we're borrowing from future generations. It's time for us to get back to putting a priority on fiscal sustainability. Yeah. Those are shots. I'm going to give you the floor. We'll kick it to cash flow. I mean, this is exactly the issue, right? What, he, what he's trying to say is it's time for Congress to act, but they haven't. They haven't balanced the budget in 30 years. So what makes you think they're going to do it now? And that's the challenge is we're spending more. It's like abs. It's like you get paid. Let's say you make $1,000 a week, right? But you're spending 2000 a week. Well, what the hell? How are you going to catch up, right? All you're doing is creating debt. So that's exactly what America. I would quote Jerome Powell and say, we need to get more focused on monetary policy. It just doesn't even make sense. The fact it, that it, interest is growing faster than the economy is a nightmare. Well, because now you've got this debt that you've taken on at a high interest rate. And and, and literally, I, I don't think anybody knows this happens, but guess what? Your federal taxes that you and I and everybody else here pays, that just goes to pay the interest on borrowing money. That doesn't go to run our country. The money that goes through in our country, that's the taxes we pay. You know, taxes at the gas station, taxes on this, the taxes over here, taxes everywhere, right? Those go to actually run government funds. But the actual federal tax goes just to pay the interest on our debt. And, and, and so that's where it gets really, really crazy when you think about it, that all that money we're paying isn't going to feed and support the country and put a new policies in place. It's paying off debt. And obviously... The larger the debt grows, guess what? The higher you're going to be paying taxes in the long run. <clears throat> Spot on. Andrew Castle, I'd love to hear some comments, and we'll move forward. Yeah, what can I say? You know, U.S. is absolutely not unique in this. I mean, uh, if we look at Southern Europe uh, with, with it Italy and Greece, we had big problems. You know, Netherlands and Germany were pre pretty okay, you know, with their debt. Uh, compared to the to the national uh, GDP, however, we see also we see that rising. Uh, next to that, we are complaining here about uh, yeah funding all kinds of stuff and wars and and that kind of stuff. So, you know, the whole financial system in this world is not so perfect as uh, as people as and politicians like to like to believe you. So, I would say invest in something that keeps value, which is gold silver real estate you know it keeps value and if the the dollar or whatever devalues then at least your real estate goes up and that's exactly the reason why real estate is still going up 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 you know we have people here very sad here in the netherlands people that has to wait for maybe eight to ten years young people of about 20 25 years they want to start a family there is no housing you know they, they, they cannot build 
uh, it, it's too expensive. Then we have all the CO2 uh, stuff, the nitrogen stuff. Uh, it, it's a disaster. Uh, you know, maybe I'm talking too much politics, but we are really in a sad situation. So if you can save money and buy assets, that, that's actually what, what I see for you personally to, to survive this area. And guys, we're going to get into a Gary Gensler article next. We got 502 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Gonzo, I'd love to start with you on this article. SEC's Gary Gensler is seeking $2.4 billion in funding to chase down crypto misconduct. The United States Security Commission's chairman, Gary Gensler, says the regulator is spread thin and needs additional funding to keep up with the increased complexity of the capital markets. Specifically, they're talking about crypto misconduct, and they're looking to hire 170 new additional staff members at the SEC. This is a long time coming, and I'm not really surprised by this information, but I would say it gives us some insight into where their head is at. They have no chance of giving up this battle when it comes to regulating crypto. This is another example. So with that being said, Gonzo, I'd love to hear some thoughts, and we'll kick it to Johnny. Sorry, the mute button got me. Um, yeah, he he's not going to give up on this. He gets his marching orders from Elizabeth Warren. And, um, you know, of course he wants a bigger budget, right? But look at the amount of money they probably wasted in suing Ripple, right? Not for fraud, not for stealing funds, but for, you know, basically like a rule violation, right? They missed the biggest scam in the history of our probably, well, I don't know. We've had a lot of scams, right? I mean, but one of the biggest, the FTX debacle, right? He, he, he's met with Sam Bankman-Fried. And they didn't catch it. And and from the looks of it, the way they've broken that thing down, it wasn't hard to find. It wasn't like they were super criminals that were hiding all this stuff. It was in plain sight. They were using QuickBooks for God's sakes, right? And so um, he's going to continue down this narrative. They're going to waste more money on the Coinbase, right? We're still waiting for the results of what's going to happen with that. They're going to go forward with the case. But, you know, I think they're going to take an L. They took an L on the Grayscale case, right? So, um, but he's, until we get a change in leadership or Congress actually gives us guidelines or rules of the road, he's going to continue down this path, right? And that's why it's going to be interesting to see what happens in uh, May with the spot ETF of Ethereum, right? I believe that case law has already been established. It, to me, it really doesn't matter if they approve it or not. It's the narrative that's going to allow it to kind of run, to let that trade go. Johnny Crypto, give me some of your thoughts because we've often heard how just go to the government and ask for more funding. $2.4 billion and they don't have their 2FA on their Twitter. Where's this money going, people? We saw the money get hacked. We saw the Twitter get hacked just a couple of months ago. Why do they think they have the jurisdiction to prosecute crypto projects when they continue to lose in court? It's crazy. So until we see some real progress and until we see some real different faces at the SEC, I do think it's going to be more of the same. And I do think this is standard, Johnny. Next year, it's going to be the same thing. $5 billion to regulate, $7 billion to regulate. Give me some of your thoughts before we can move on to something positive. Why do you find content for the show every day? Because I love the people. Because it's your job. Okay, yes. Gary, Gary feels it's his job to regulate these spaces and so everything doesn't matter whether he wins and loses court you don't care his job is to go in in his mind to regulate this space and to do that he's gonna say i need this money here's a new space coming in and i need this money to do he's got to justify whenever you're a manager or leader and you're trying to justify a budget you need to come up with excuses of what you're going to do and why you need money to do it and this is what he's going to leverage because think about it abs it's the easiest narrative. You had the FTX debacle. There was a disaster in this space. Everybody still knows that the space is not fully regulated. It's not properly correct. There's court cases ever. It's very, very easy. Very, very easy for him to go and say, hey, guys, especially because he knows there's an anti-crypto faction in Congress. So, of course, it's easy to go and say, hey, guys, Elizabeth Warren and that whole side. Hey, you know what? You want me to defend the space? I need money to go do it. It's easy, easy. I'm not surprised at all. Now, the question is, because the entire Congress has to prove it, and we have a pro-faction, the question is, how much of that will he actually get? That'll be the thing to see. And then, of course, when he gets it, he's definitely going to you know, focus, continue focus on Operation Choke Point until, like I said, we see a change at the top or a sentiment change from the current administration at the top until one of those two things happen, you better just expect business as normal from the SEC. They're coming after crypto.
and you're on mute, so we can't hear a word you're saying. And you're still on mute, so we still can't hear you. I think your mic went dead. All right, so I would have loved to have heard your comments, but what apparently we're not going to get Abs's comments. Maybe you're back. Let's see. Can we hear you now? Uh, uh, you know, on the other hand, you know, about, uh, about, about Gary Gensler, I think he is still on the narrative to delay the, the innovation of crypto. And the more lawsuits you can you can bring forward, the more you have the, the ability to bring negative news to to get people reluctant to go into crypto, to get fear in the crypto market. You know, that's all I think he is doing at this moment. And I agree with you. You know, he if you I often say if you have only a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yep. Now <laughs> Gary has a hammer and the crypto is his nail, so yeah. he keeps doing that. Uh, we still can't hear you, buddy. You don't know what's going on. All right, you might have to leave and come back. All right, you leave and come back. We'll just continue to talk. So anyway, you know what? That's exactly right. At the end of the day, we know that Gensler is sitting there. You know, given the, I agree. He's been giving marching orders. What I, what the argument I've made is, if there was a different administration at the top, you'd see a very, in the sentiment was different. Let's say it was pro crypto. I think we'd see a very, very different Gary Gensler. A very happy, go lucky, you know, kind of MIT Joe, you know, Gary, who was kind of more pro crypto. But now we're seeing, you know, him just doing his job, you know, just like anybody, right? You're told this is what you need to go do, and he does his job very well. And I think at some point, you know, Gonzo, we talked about him wanting to be the next treasure secretary. So what do you think, Gonzo? Is that where is Gensler headed next into the chair of uh yeah. of the Treasury Secretary? I think that's where he wants to go, but it depends on like where the leadership is, right? Like who the yes. who the president ends up being. But that's why he takes his marching order. You could already you could see it with like Jay Clayton when he's done some of his interviews, right? He's come out and he's been a lot different than he was when he was the commissioner, right? Even though he threw out the lawsuit on Ripple, when you see his comments now, it, it's a lot different, right? And so I I think he has ambitions. And I think he follows marching orders, right? But it all just depends on what happens on these elections to see uh, where we go with it. Let's see if we got abs back. Abs, can we hear you? We still no, can't. But that's all right. At least we got no, the articles. <laughs> At least we got yeah, the, we articles. the articles. Yeah, I, I can show my it. charts too. <laughs> what do we got going on over here? So let's see. He's talking about specifically a poll track, 11,000 people. Poll says, do you want hooks, native smart contracts on the X? RP ledger and we got a whopping 93% say yes they want to see hooks into the smart contracts XRP ledger Gonzo any comments on on this poll yeah I think it's huge because it opens up that whole world of liquidity that uh Ethereum has that EVM has right am I back and so and yeah yes. you're back and, and, Fine. and that's what you Dude. want right you want you want access to that liquidity not only that but when you see how it's structured it incentivizes the validators, right? We know that right now, the people that run uh, validators on XRP Ledger, they don't get incentivized, right? But for the people running that side chain, they're going to um, get their gas fees and all that stuff paid in XRP. So another use case for XRP, but it also incentivizes um, you know, people to run a validator because they can make money. And again, Finally. the biggest yep. thing is accessing the liquidity that the Ethereum world has. Yep. Johnny Crypto, I don't know what's going on with the global elites, but I just want to say I am not an enemy of the state, guys. You can let me talk on this channel. <laughs> and I apologize to all of our live listeners about the audio issues this morning. But I do think from my last comments on Gary Gensler was this quote right here where he said, as a cop on the beat, we must be able to meet and match the bad actors. Thus, it makes sense for the SEC to grow along with the expansion and increased complexity of there the crypto go. markets. He's go. still calling it the Wild West. He's still yes. stating it's rife with compliance. So yeah, it's like you said, Johnny Crypto, I completely agree. As long as Gary Gensler is sitting at the SEC, this will be the sentiment coming from no, the No, 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 no. Not as long as Gary Gensler. As long as the puppet masters above him who are, who are driving that agenda, pulling those strings, are sitting there, he's going to continue. Like I said, if we get a change in administration and they don't end up changing Gary, I think we'll see a different Gary. You'll get to see Gary 2.0. And I hope we get to see that because I truly believe you will see a flip. You'll see a WWE heel turn. We saw it in Yellen. We saw it in Fink. Maybe we'll even see it in Jamie someday. But I guarantee you'll see it in Gary if we get a change at the top apps. But we'll have to wait and see. Gonzo, and I have a, 
Andrew, I have a phenomenal video that we're going to play in regards to the XRPL adding smart contracts through this side chain. This is huge news. I'm going to read a couple of quotes and we'll talk about it. Breaking news, the XRP ledger is introducing an Ethereum virtual machine sidechain rewarding the validators in XRP, enabling XRP users to hold the currency and use all the Ethereum virtual machine contract capabilities. The CEO of Pierce Technology elaborated during a conversation with one of our friends, Crypto Eerie, or Eddie, sorry, Crypto Eddie, who will be joining the show this Friday, Johnny Crypto, so shout out to our friend. The most important thing is that all of these will create demand for XRP, said the Pierce CEO. We will generate an entire economy that is growing in the XRP ledger itself, and this could be a revolutionary step towards smart contract integration on the XRPL. That's a video I'm looking forward to playing, but because the audio challenges that I'm having, Johnny Crypto, I just want to make sure everything is correct. So, Andrew, Try I'm it. sure you... I'm, go ahead. Let's try it. Let's see if it works. Oh, I got to get my mic setting set up in the background. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Right now I'm playing. Right now I'm, I'm hooked up directly to my to my uh, streamer because I don't gotcha. have the mic connected. But no Andrew, problem. I did just want to get some of your thoughts. We're talking about a side chain. So it's different than the XRPL adding it natively, which would mean right on top of the XRPL, we now have smart contracts. This is a side function that's rewarding validators in the currency, giving them incentive not only to stay in XRP, but earn it by using smart contracts. It's a pretty exciting development. So before I play this video, what are some of your thoughts? It's it's very interesting. Side chains, uh, the Ethereum virtual machine, smart contracts, smart in the end. You know, at this moment we are only building the basics, the basic blockchains. And you see so so here and there, you see some applications. But the real value will come that you will say, okay, we will build, for example, on the Ethereum virtual machine, we will be we will we will build smart contracts. And what does that mean? For example, if you want to trade a real-time or a real-world asset, for example, a house, you can trade a full house uh, in, in maybe uh, sec seconds. You don't even need lawyers in between anymore. You know, that's the future where we go to. So very fast interactions. And because everything is in smart contracts, it is tested. So you know exactly what, what, what will go uh, right and what will go wrong. So nothing will go wrong because it's tested. And, you know, that's, that's our future. Faster faster and more smart uh, uh, interaction of, of goods and services in, yeah, in between people, machines, and that, that kind of stuff. So it's really promising. And I, I like it and I love it that also uh, the XRPL and XRP is going into direct, that direction. You know, you also already see it on the on, uh, limited on, on the Bitcoin blockchain. Ethereum is huge on it with smart contracts. We see it in the Atom Cosmos network smart contracts they are also interacting with the ethereum virtual machine so you know here is something going on and uh, yeah it is it will be a it will be a blessing or a curse for humanity i don't know but uh, it, at least it is it's a development unavoidable and it will speed up a lot of stuff johnny you heard it from andrew cashflow it could be a benefit or detrimental to all of humanity my friend we got <laughs> we got 523 people here Thank you for being here on this Monday. Show us some love and smash that like button. Tomorrow, me and Johnny Crypto will be doing our first episode ever of Good Morning Crypto in an in-person studio. That's going to be really, really exciting. So be sure, hit the notification bell and tune in tomorrow. It's going to be a very, very special episode for XRP Las Vegas. Johnny, I'm going to try the audio on this. We're going to kick it straight to you and Gonzo. Here we go. With the ABM sidechain, the main benefit is that the native currency is XRP. So basically... You can hold XRP and use all the EVM contracts uh, rather than being able to or needing to sell. And the most important point is that all these things will create a, a demand for XRP. We'll use this XRP to be uh, distributed to the validators of the XRP ecosystem that will be reinvested in growing, hire more people that will grow more. And we generate an entire uh, economy that is growing inside the uh, XRP ledger itself. Boom. Yeah. Or George, Johnny. That's been one of the biggest lacking things for XRP, right? It has been the fact that it, it didn't have smart contract capability. And so now that you kind of bring that capability, the hooks into it to enable that, it just unlocks the world. It's like kind of like bolting on the rest of the engine that was missing. And now you have a supercar. And so when you think about it from that perspective, Abs, I think, Pete, you know, it's funny. Somebody actually said it in the chat. There are so many, here it is right here. There's so many exciting things coming to xrp clawbacks huge ama huge smart contracts huge you want to talk about building a very strong foundation 
around this technology so that it becomes adoptable, um, attractable, right? The, the, the thing that he says is, where the hell's the money? Money's still not flowing into this thing. And, you know, part, part of me starts to wonder, like, you know, what is holding this thing back? Because there's so much positive news, so much positive activity going on. At some point in time, the levy's got to burst here. There is so, so much good things coming to this ledger that at some point you say, you just scratch your head and you say, when are people going to realize, like, they're really building a really, really strong, robust, multifunctional blockchain here. And yet, we're not seeing that reflected in the price. And so ultimately, at the end of the day, it tells me that obviously the money that wants to, and we're already almost $2 trillion. That's right, $2 trillion. Last year, we were at a trillion, price is 50 cents. Today, we're at $2 trillion, price is 50 cents. That's a whole trillion dollars of money that came in, and it didn't find its way here. Very, very interesting. I'm not sure why the why people aren't seeing it, but maybe it's a stale, a stale narrative. And like I said, we need something new. I think a lot of these new things coming in may hopefully start to create a new narrative that draws in new money. I, th- I think that's what that's that's kind of what I'm looking for in this next bull run is when is that new money going to find its way here? And we lost you again. There's so many interesting narratives in the market today when it comes to these cryptocurrencies besides XRP, Gonzo. We're going to talk about Chainlink and Cardano before the end of the show. Please remind me, let you, let you explain the Cardano governance thing and find it interesting. Um, what are some of your takes on what Johnny had to say, though? Because... We're looking at the market today and we're seeing other coins perform extremely well. Chainlink. And let me just show you some really interesting data while I talk about this. In the in the last month, for example, let's just look at the price charts of the last month. Chainlink is up 43%. Bitcoin is up 15%. Solana is up 17%. When we look at the year, Chainlink is up 200. AVAX is up 130. Solana is up 413. We also have Ethereum up 70%. Cardano up 56%. Now, XRP is up 42% when you zoom out and you look at the yearly candles, but here's the caveat that's throwing everybody off. We're the only token in the U.S. with regulatory clarity from the courts. That was supposed to be a major catalyst. We doubled in price in a single day only to bleed for the next six months. So I do want to hear some, where's your rational mind at Gonzo when you compare this to other projects in the market? You know what? It just tells me that we're still in a speculation phase, right? I've talked about this, about narratives, right? And how the money flows and, and the best narratives the best stories that these protocols and these projects tell get people's attention and this is an attention market right we have not transitioned into a utility market and that's clear because you see everything that's being built right i think it's going to help that they have smart contracts because they're going to be able to build all kinds of stuff using smart contracts and it gives them access to that liquidity right and again it gives them the use case for xrp because they can do everything in xrp but that just tells me that we're in a very young market that's still an attention market and that we're, we are not in a utility phase. Even though when you look at Chainlink, it's done really well because of the real world assets narrative, but they're building the infrastructure. And that's kind of like what XRP is doing. They're building the partnership, they're building the infrastructure, but we haven't transitioned yet. Nope. Johnny Crypto, I'm gonna kick it straight to you here, but look at the Chainlink price chart really briefly because I talked about this last week and I actually executed Behind the scenes, we talked about trades that I was executing here because I saw a lot of opportunity in a couple of projects. AVAX, Chainlink, those were two mainstream ones, but also VRA was another interesting project. And I think it was Gonzo who brought that one to my attention. So I want to give credit where credit's due. But the Chainlink price chart is breaking out to $25. That's my estimation here because there's almost no real trading volume up until that price point. And think about this, Johnny. When we look at the market today, Bitcoin's market cap is currently sitting at 972 billion with a B dollars. Well, look at the other cryptocurrencies. Chainlink is only at about $11 billion in total market cap, meaning that if we got to 20 billion, a just round number, we're looking at a $40 Chainlink. That is really nothing when you consider the global liquidity within this market. Gonzo highlighted it perfectly at the beginning of the episode. Money moves through this market like waves. So it starts with Bitcoin. It rolls into some of these other currencies. It doesn't take that much liquidity for these projects outside the top 10 to double in market cap. Another great example is Chainlink here. And we got 541 live listeners here. Show us some love and smash that like button. Comment some projects that you see as good trading opportunities in the live chat. Maybe we'll pull them up there in the show. But Johnny Crypto, floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, I'm, listen, I'm super excited. About, first of all, so here's the thing to think about. It's interesting. We're at 2 trillion. We only got to three in the last bull run. Maybe it was three or three and a half. I can't, my memory, my memory, was it three? It was three. We are almost two-thirds of the way where we were 
in 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 2021 and you know when you look at your accounts at least i don't know what you guys when i look at mine we are nowhere near the same percentage increase that we were in 2020 there's a long way to go which tells me that the new money coming in isn't going into the old stuff it's going more into the newer stuff um and so the question that that is going to be interesting is two questions one do you believe we're going to go higher than three Right. And we know we've had Yusko on the show. Yusko thinks we may go as high as five in this next go around, which I think is potentially possible. And then, two, if we do get to five, where does that money go? Right. We see that it's not really going into some of the older stuff, it's finding its way into the newer thing. There's so many new coins out there. You know, Tau, look at Tau. Tau was freaking Skyrockfa. Tau, say, um, Casper, there's so many different things out there and plays out there that, you know, it's, it's money is finding itself abs into these newer plays. And I think it will also come into some of the older ones, but, and then there'll be some main players, mainstayers like Solana, I think is going to continue to do well. Avax link. Those are the powerhouse ones. I think they'll do well. Cardano may actually have, a, I'm hearing a lot of chatter about Cardano and a lot of things as it's getting ready to pump up as well. So hopefully our beloved XRP will also find its way into that realm and we'll see a high tide raising all these boats. But the real question is how much money, is coming in. We're already at two trillion, my friend, and we're not even at the bull run yet. Let's not jump the gun here, guys. We are not at two trillion yet, and I just want to correct you. 1. We are 1.8, 1.9, 1.79. Let me say something real quick. Is a man who's five ten six feet? Yes, that's what you're talking about right well, now. One point eight is not. Let me ask you: Do you round off nine point nine? Is that ten or what? Right? Do no, no, sir. I'm going to kick it straight to God's home. We'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know where the money's going? It's going into Bitcoin, right? That's why Bitcoin dominance is oh, rising. Man. It corrected a little bit, and the and it's sucking the liquidity out of a lot of the altcoins. Not all of them. There's always projects that are going to run, uh, you know, harder than Bitcoin, right? Like your Solana's, your Links of the world. But for the most part, overall, it sucks up the liquidity because of where we are in the cycle, right? Where we are in the liquidity cycle. Yeah, and good. so I think a, that's where a lot of the, the money is going. And that's why Bitcoin dominance is rising. Bitcoin dominance is like almost 54%. 53%. I think it's going to 50. Yeah, so it's going almost, I think it's going to go to 56. And I think eventually we stop out somewhere around 60%. And then before we roll over, and then when that rolls over and finally comes down is where we'll see like all the liquidity start to hit all of the altcoin market overall, right? Gonzo, I'm going to kick it straight to you here for that Cardano breakdown. I just want to don't we don't need to go too deep into it, but I think there's a lot of people who are who are not ready for this. I think Cardano in the next six to eight months is going to outperform XRP. We've, wow. seen, we've seen it in the last six to eight months. I think we'll see it in the next. Here's my big caveat, right? <laughs> this is the reason. And I have more way more XRP than Cardano, right? So think about this. I am more incentivized to, to wish for the success of XRP. Let me clarify everything I'm saying with that statement. When I look at the XRPL and price, it seems to be the least important narrative. Smart contracts, automated market makers, hooks coming in. We've got all these partnerships that are 500 global partnerships, but the price is 51 cents. And so my estimation is that, again, utility is not going to impact the price of this particular asset during 2024 for the reasons that I just stated. All of these things are being implemented, but they're being done at minimal volume. When we get up into that 2025, 26 timeframe, I think we're going to see some serious volume running through the protocols that they choose. But to think it's going to happen instantly in the drop of a dime, I just want to set our, our listeners up for success, Gonzo. So that's where my head is at. I think that this market is going to be driven by liquidity. And when I look at how liquidity changes these projects, it's had a much bigger impact than Cardano as opposed to XRP. So what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, if you see the interview with Charles Hawkinson on, I think it was Capital Ventures, that channel, great interview. He really talked about like where ADA is right now. I think they have the most decentralized governance, the way they're set up. Like people complain a lot about like ADA and that it's slow and they do all these things. Well, like he mentioned, like they could speed it up if they want, right? Like it's so decentralized. The community can vote on it. They have a treasury. It's like $750 million, right? And it, when Cardano goes up, it just expands. And so they could pay more developers, right? They, they've been outsourcing work. They've been doing a lot of a, a lot of things. I started kind of doing a lot of research into Cardano. But when you think about like, as far as we talk about like these chains, everything moving to the blockchain, a good point that Charles brought up that I didn't even think about is that blockchains are really good at telling the truth. And these are his words, right? Is that it, it's very public, everything's on there. But when you see these institutions, whether it's medical records, uh, marriage certificates, whatever that is with institutions or government coming in to use blockchain, 
You can't have that. Like you could have JP Morgan say that somebody's a client, but you don't want to say what, what, how much money they actually have in the account. And that's where midnight comes in. Charles was able to kind of to, to foresee this coming. And for the last six years, they've been building midnight. Midnight is basically a private smart contract, right? Which we don't have right now. And so when those things kind of roll out, Hydra, they're, they're bringing sharding to Cardano. They're bringing uh, ZK rollups. It's really big right now in Ethereum, ZK technology and the Z and the, and the, um, and the rollups that's all coming to Cardano. And it seems like it's going to be a lot more efficient in Cardano. So Cardano also compared to XRP, if you look at the price chart, Cardano is one of the few projects that's made consistent all-time highs, right? Where it broke its previous all-time high, whereas XRP didn't break its all-time high. So that's something else, right? That's neither here nor there, but that's just price chart action. So don't yeah. don't sleep on Cardano. Hey, Abs, uh, Charles just texted me and wants you to repeat what you said again about him and how. Here's what I'll repeat. Here's what I'll repeat. I've been right from day one that Johnny Crypto and Charles talk behind the scenes. That's what I'll repeat right now. Oh, no. I'll tell you what, man. You just pulled a WWE heel flip, too. I love it. I'm going to put Abs is now in the category with Larry Fink yelling. <laughs> I'm seeing Abs becoming a, a Cardano bull. You heard it here first on Good Morning Crypto on February 12th. But, uh, no, at the end of the day, listen, we've always known that when you looked at a serious note, when you looked at the developers and the developer activity, it's always been high on Cardano. And at some point, I always felt at some point in time, right? I don't know Charles Mahone, I've never even spoken to him, right? But at some point, I just felt that when I'm looking at things from an investment perspective, and I'm a technology guy, right? I'm going to be looking at where are the developers? What are they looking at? What are they using? Where are they leaning? That's an early indicator to me. And that's why I've always been kind of, pro cardano or bullish on cardano because i think it is going to have a place to play and you got charles remember he he was there he was a creator of ethereum he was there in the beginning he knew what they were trying to solve and he had a different way of thinking how to do it and i think you're you gotta going address to, this because people i agree they no, no, no they thought you were serious though i do i'm not actually a cardano person johnny's making jokes i don't even really own cardano so yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just want right, to clarify. Right. I know, I know. But anyway, the point being, right, this is more for, you know, listen, guys, we do the show to share ideas, to talk about what we think is happening. It doesn't mean we're invested in everything we're talking about. We obviously aren't. There's 12,500 active coins, and we are not in all of them. Abs <laughs> is not on the rat snake weasel chart. That will not happen. I love that. But listen, it is it is smart. And abs is smart here. That when you get new data and new information, then you absolutely should be changing your mind. And if you're sitting there married to an old idea, when you got new information, <laughs> Jenna in the house, I love it. To um, be fair, so Johnny, here's a reality though. I did change over to Chainlink. If you want to talk about like some personal information behind the scenes, a couple of a couple of weeks ago, we identified we had a great conversation about other opportunities, and yep. Chainlink was one that I knew that was coming. So we were able to identify Chainlink, take advantage of that, and make some money because that's what you talked about. It's all about making money, guys. The reality, I know that sounds that sounds kind of cliche. It sounds a little bit harsh, but the reality is everybody's listening to this program to hopefully get a little bit of information that can help you make some money, right? That's what we're talking about. We're also talking about fun topics and relevant things. We got 515 live listeners here. Check out this update from the Breakfast Club I was able to find on March of 2021. This is pretty interesting because anybody who knows a lot about like mainstream media, people who are under 30 years old, this is a program that's very, very popular. These, this, they do millions of views on every podcast. So that's how we're going to show it to you guys. They're discussing the validity of Ripple versus XRP becoming a global currency. Now, remember, Bitcoin store of value, XRP, global currency. Here we go. I think Bitcoin itself will be the currency coin. I think something like XRP um, has a better chance, like a Ripple has a better chance just because of, like you said, institutional money being behind it and its functionality. Its functionality is to make transactions quicker. Right. We always give that example. If you had to get a million dollars from New York City to London, what would be the fastest way? If I had to do it the fastest way? Yeah. Transfer it over from my account? Put on no, a plane. The fastest way would be get yeah. on a plane with it and fly to London. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? It wouldn't take you seven, ten days to they get that money. They ain't letting you on no plane with no million well, dollars. I mean, no, you're not I'm saying, but that's the only thing. <laughs> <way. laughs> right? So anyway. that would be the fastest way to do it. You'd right. have to wait seven to ten days. With, you have an XRP. That transaction can happen in less than 60 seconds. Right. Right. And there are people who have that type of capital who need to make those type of investments and make those type of transactions. They don't have seven, ten, seven to ten days. If you got a real estate deal and you need that money in by the next five days, you can't wait seven to ten or even 14. You but, need to get that money there as fast as possible. And that's a little thing that Brad Garlinghouse has broken down many times, Gonzo, when he talked about why banks are going to be incentivized 
to use XRP. It's very simple. You can get in, you can get out of the asset. What are some of your biggest takeaways from that video? You know, the problem is the same thing that David Schwartz talked about when we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, is that the adoption that they thought was going to be there hasn't been there, right? Now you see them branching out into other things like real world assets, and now they have the EVM thing. And so, you know, that's what it really comes down to. Johnny talks about this all the time. It, is there adoption? Is someone actually using it? Because if no one's using it, or only a few people are using it, then it doesn't bring value to the network. It doesn't bring value to the chain, and then number don't go up. Right. I mean, that's what it really comes down to. So, like, you just need to continue to see adoption and real world use cases that's being adopted, not just that they created a real use case, but actually being adopted and being used uh, for it to bring value to the network. Johnny, I'd love to give you the open floor because we only got a couple minutes left in the show and I do have a flight to catch. So, we got to end this thing just a couple of minutes early. But when we talk about smart contracts coming to the XRPL, this is something that's really exciting. It's not only going to allow people new capabilities using the XRP token, it's going to give big money the incentive to start leveraging smart contracts while getting the benefits of what the XRP ledger provides. And that's what he was explaining in that clip earlier. The XRP ledger is built for big companies to make huge payments really fast. It's not built for Johnny Crypto to sit on a bag for 10 years. That's what we're doing to benefit off the price action. But the reality is XRP is for the billionaires to transfer money cross borders. So Johnny Crypto floors. Well, I wouldn't say it's for the billionaires. I would say XRP is a technology here to solve solutions for the back end. So we're talking about like, okay, so let's take a quick example. Here's my phone. Nobody gives a shit how I send my message from my text message from me to you, right? Just the way nobody cares how I, how I send money from me to you. But the companies who created this phone and provide those services, they dearly care. And it matters how the systems work on the back end. And the reason why he was talking when it takes seven days is because the way the system is designed today and money has to settle and transfer and balance because you can't send cash through the telephone is a problem. And that's where XRP, it solves a real world problem, a solution that the world can benefit from, meaning, you know, not billionaires, but billion, you know, large companies, small companies. You know, these payment solutions could end up everywhere. Abs, little mom and pop shops could end up taking advantage of this payment solution because it's going to ultimately end up in a back end somewhere that can be leveraged and utilized. The question is, when does all that adoption happen? And again, I'm not surprised that this stuff is taking time. I've been telling you guys for years, look at the speculation to adoption curve. We had Yusko on here. You and I show it a couple of times here. It's a 10 to 12 year process. So we're just in the, we're in the, we're in the beginning to middle of it and it will, we'll get there. We'll get there over time. Trust me. I lived through this with Amazon. I am not making that damn mistake again. Hold <laughs> on to some of your bags for the future. Have an exit plan, my friends, and click on the link below. If you don't 33 days to try it. Guys, create an exit plan and figure out exactly what you're going to need to accomplish your goals this bull market. Remember this. If you don't have goals, you're riding blind. And when it gets to $100,000 Bitcoin, they're going to scream 200000 Johnny, I'm going to briefly break down this article to end the show because we got breaking news yesterday. Medico's CEO and chief product officers have both left the crypto custody firm after it was acquired last year. They really gave no information here, but after listening to other users on Twitter... This seems to be normal during a buyout. You actually plan these things ahead of time. So maybe 30 seconds and we'll end this thing. Yeah, so that's very, very common, Ab. In almost every single acquisition that I've been involved in or seen either my company going through or others, very, very common for the new company to come in and change the leadership at the top. So this isn't something to be panicked or worried about. So it's a very common thing because a couple things happen. Sometimes it's a different ideology of where they want the new company wants to take the old company. Sometimes they just don't get along. There's lots of different reasons. But the reality is, at the end of the day, if Ripple is going to come in, what, what you want to look for is who's coming in and taking these seats, right? And is it somebody just moving from the inside or is Ripple or somebody putting their own people in place to keep it at? That's the thing you're looking out for. So we'll have to look to see who the, was there any announcement on who's replacing them or we don't know yet. Nothing yet. And they didn't give any reason for them leaving either. Yeah, they typically won't. But it's very, very common. Doesn't worry me at all. Typically, that's what happens. These guys went, they sold their company. They probably made a, you know, trust me, the CEO and the top level guys made a boatload of money on the sale. Okay. And they probably knew, okay, you know what? I'm going off into the, into the, into the winds to retire. Um, well, well, the boatload of money and somebody new will come in. And most likely, my guess is Ripple will probably put somebody, well, 
if they think there's somebody capable in the company, they'll promote them. If not, they'll probably put one of their own guys in the company they're running. Thank you, guys. We got 503 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And remember, always have an exit plan. Tomorrow, join our special episode. Me and Johnny will be in person together, live studio. Good morning, Crypto. Super excited for that. I want to say thank you to Gonzo. Thank you to Andrew Castle. And thank you to Johnny Crypto. We got the best crew in the game, guys. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We love you. We'll see you in 23 hours. Like we always say, Warriors, ah, get your shit together, baby.